Welcome into another podcast episode for Codings Pro Magazine. I'm Stephanie Chizik and I'm Editor-in-Chief of Codings Pro. Today we have with us Roy Schaffel. He is the Executive Advisor to the ABAA Board. That's the Association for Air, the Air Barrier Association of America. That's right. And President and Founder of Division 7 Solutions, Inc., which is now entering its 33rd year of continuous operations. Roy is also the acknowledged inventor of the perfect wall, which is now the nationwide building code standard for wall construction. And also, if that wasn't enough, he is a member of Codings Pro's ed editorial advisory group this year. So, Roy, thank you so much for welcoming us or for joining us on today's podcast. You, you got it, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. I'm very complimented by this. No. Uh, you had mentioned the uh, perfect wall, and the perfect wall was a development. Um, that we did about 17 years ago. And it is really the, the perfect wall has become the national code uh, for building envelopes. And it involved the utilization of continuous insulative sheathing outside of the conditioned space. So we were able to save 40% energy cost for the use of an air barrier. But what we really were able to do with the perfect wall with this insulation, and it can be anybody's insulation, it's not specific to one technology. It was able to cut down the thermal leakage of the building uh, probably by 50%. So the perfect wall uh, was developed in 2003. We received a provisional patent for it in 2003, applied for a patent in 2004. Unfortunately, that was the dot-com bust and we ran out of funding money for the patent. But it's still standalone and the compliment is the codes, to, you know, accepted it and implemented it several years later. And so is that something that's still being used today despite the patent or is that, you know, just kind of was the beginning? One, well, great question. When we ran out of money, we decided to open it up to the entire world pro bono because it solved a lot of problems. Um, energy efficiency, uh, dew point condensation, moisture vapor transmission into a building. So we released it to the general public. It is the basis of the code uh, nationwide, the International Energy Conservation Code, starting in 2015 and continuing even till today. Yeah, wow, that's that's amazing. I mean, and for people who obviously we're Coatings Pro Magazine, so we focus on the coatings aspect of it, you know, maybe liquid applied um, materials in the field. Could you maybe speak a little bit to how coatings are a part of that building envelope and maybe what, what air, air barrier and building envelope mean? Coatings is a huge part of this business in uh, building envelopes and even a bigger part of the application of air barrier materials. The science behind air barriers uh, themselves is pretty complicated as it deals with um, molecular size of materials, it deals with vapor transmission, or what most folks call vapor permeance, and a transfer of, say, uh, hot, unconditioned, high humidity air into the building. So the air barrier's purpose, in, in one sentence, is to keep the conditioned air in the building and keep the unconditioned air out of the building. Probably at this stage of the game, um, there's been tremendous growth in coatings, air barrier coatings, in both liquid and spray applied um, applications uh, into this business. It's getting huge very, very quickly. And the reason the Air Barrier Association of America came about 
was that as this technology came from Canada to the United States uh, starting in about 1998, 1999, and was incorporated into the building code in the state of Massachusetts in 2001, we found out that there was no one out there to apply it. We had no applicators. We had no tradesmen or tradespeople, I should say. And the Air Barrier Association of America was founded with the guiding principle that we were going to train uh, contractors, certify contractors, have accredited contractors fully versed in air barrier application and technology. So it's been a progression that's really, uh, ABAA is only 20 years old at this point. Uh, we're proud of that. We're probably up to very close, not exactly, but very close to 600 uh, trained, certified, and accredited people in this business. That's amazing. And I, I guess I never thought about it because I, I know that it started in Canada. So when you talk about the conditioned air, I'm wondering then if you're speaking more to keeping the warm air in the house, the cold air outside of the house or building for that, you know, it doesn't have to be a house, but does it also apply to the opposite? So if you're in a more of a southern area, keep the cool air inside and the hot air outside? That That is correct. Um, we're chatting today. It's June the 18th my outside thermometer on the porch of my office in the shade is reading 94. Yikes. Okay. The THI or temperature humidity index is about 104. So just by keeping your inside <clears throat> air conditioner at 78, 80 degrees, you've got a very perfect environment and you spend a lot of money to keep that perfect environment. You don't want that leaking out. And you certainly don't want this extremely hot and humid air coming inside. Now, this is where the perfect wall came in because the insulation allows us to main the air barrier does its job, but the insulation just cuts out all the thermal shorts, making it easier for mechanical and HVAC systems to be extremely efficient. That makes sense. Yeah. You're, you're calling in from uh, from Texas, so it's certainly much hotter down there than, than Canada. <laughs> that, that is correct. And, and I am a native of the city of Philadelphia, so I do know what winter represents also. Mm-hmm. And this, this assembly, this air barrier and continuous insulation assembly, developed over years, uh, really works in both climates. And the reason my little development was called the perfect wall is because it works in all climates. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, I mean, this is obviously, you, you have a wealth of information. Uh, you've been around the industry for a while. What is your background? Why should people, you know, trust in what you're saying? I mean, you, you certainly have a lot of letters behind your signature, FCSI, <laughs> CCPR, FABAA, and CABS. <laughs> Roy, what do all of those mean <laughs> to you and to us, I guess? No, no problem. And, and it's funny you ask it that way. I grew up on the streets of Philadelphia. I was always an overachiever. You know, at the age of 12, having a paper route and then building a paper route to the biggest paper route in the city, things of that nature. I also have a jock uh, background. Uh, I am very proud to tell you that at the age of 70, just in April of this year, I took the silver medal in the Texas Senior Games i.e. the Texas Senior Olympics. So wow. I am competitive and I like doing these things. So why should people deal with me? I am a chemist 
uh, by education. And um, I worked in research and development for the first one-third of my uh, career. And understand in my career in Division Seven product technology, coatings, roofing, insulation, waterproofing, air barriers, is now going on its 51st year. So I have seen a lot. You're correct about that, Stephanie. I've seen a tremendous amount. And one of the ways that someone like myself uh, can achieve what they want and demonstrate what they want and most importantly have the credibility that's needed for folks to trust you as their advisor mm-hmm. is to become certified by certain groups. So uh, the CCPR is a certified construction product rep that is through CSI. And basically that CCPR designation means to an architect or specifier that I know their business, I know how to work with them, and I have a deep, deep knowledge of writing the specifications, which are really contract documents. The CABS is relatively recent, and that stands for Certified Air Barrier Specialist, CABS. That comes from the Air Barrier Association of America. I worked with Laverne Dalglish, who is the executive director of the ABAA. He, I had an idea. We started working on it six years ago, and now we have the highest, literally the highest certification um, that meets international standards for the Certified Air Barrier Specialist. Mm-hmm. We launched it in September 2020. It's continuing to grow. A lot of people are interested in it, but again, it's a tested demonstration of all of your knowledge mm-hmm. in that particular area. Now, the FCSI and FABAA, they are both recognitions by your peer group. Uh, FCSI means Fellow of the Construction Specification Institute, and FABAA means Fellow of the Air Barrier Association of America. And that is a very high honor. Um, very, very complimented and gratified that my peer group saw it fit to award me um, these uh, these two fellowships based on my performance. So it's very much appreciated. Yes, congratulations. I mean, it makes it, it certainly makes sense to me. I mean, you've like you said, you've been instrumental in so many different changes over the past, even recent years. It sounds like. And have you? Are there any? You know, uh, I guess trends that you've been seeing as far as what's changed over that time uh, in the past few decades, as well as you know what you're seeing coming down the pike for opportunities in the industry? Well, the first huge change I saw, and this is probably before you were born, uh, was 1979 to 1981, where the entire roofing industry switched from, you know, multiple ply build up roofing with hot, stinky asphalt kettles up there mm-hmm. to the single ply roofing. And then the single ply roofing um, matured on to become cool roofs. And the, the cool roof um, was basically started by a gentleman I know, Pat Downey. And Pat had done a lot of studies in the city of Atlanta looking at cool roofing, white roofing, reflective roofing. So, you know, you just take roofing alone. Over 20 years, it completely switched mm-hmm. from multiple ply, high intensity labor, not exactly the best smelling stuff to be working with to a very clean, environmentally friendly, and contributing to environmental health with the single ply roofing. The same thing came about um, with uh, uh, 
the air barrier and the coatings for air barriers. You know, uh, when all this started out back in Canada and came to the States about 1999, the vast majority of the marketplace was what we call the peel and stick 40 mil polymer modified self-adhering asphalt membrane. And there were a variety of manufacturers, good manufacturers, high quality manufacturers, but every business goes through change. And in the construction business, the, the, the predominant change is going from really uh, thick material to, and, which requires high labor. And what they do now is everything over a 20 year cycle goes thinner, um, application, more highly engineered materials, a tremendous amount of chemistry, less labor cost, less time on a job. And the air barrier industry is now following that trend. The same trend that single ply roofing uh, caused with the changes in the 80s and 90s in the United States. So it's interesting for me to see the business because we start out in one area and there are vast amounts of improvement in chemistry, application technique, polymer performance and engineering properties very, very rapidly. Yeah, and, and I, I have to imagine that those types of changes are not only great for probably the consumer but also and the, and the environment, but also for the, the laborer, you know, the, the contractors on the site maybe needing to use fewer people to apply and, you know, we're having labor issues right now and supply chain issues and all, all kinds of challenges. So that probably helps and, you know, cut some, uh, I don't want to say corners because it's not that, but it's, you know, helps kind of streamline things maybe. It, it does make the operation much more efficient. Mm -hmm. And as we improve our chemistry, <clears throat> even though chemistry has been wonderful and beneficial in the air barrier industry, the workers are the ones that count. So mm -hmm. most of us using the Air Barrier Association of America meets all sorts of requirements, environmental requirements, which makes it safer to use for, for the contractor themselves. And, and that safety translates into, you know, less days off sick, less injuries on the job site, quicker, quicker application, and a much better quality of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just so important. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, I have known you or gotten to know you a little bit over the years since you've been such a huge support to Codings Pro. So we have a little bit of a rapid fire question. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. I'm intrigued to your answers. So um, first thoughts that come to mind, what is your biggest pet peeve? Wow. Um, the biggest, the biggest pet peeve that, that I have is that people do not, and I'm re talking about our entire construction industry. They don't take the time to research what they're doing or to take continual education courses in what they're doing. I wind up a lot of times having to go back over and cover the basics for a person who chose not to attend the seminars. Mm. And I realize time is tight, labor's tight, but let's take Codings Pro Magazine. You have a ton of wonderful information there. Good, solid, most cases, third-party or peer-reviewed information. That Codings Magazine should be in everybody's car, truck, or office, and it should be read thoroughly. And what I see happening on the field you know, due to labor shortages, pressures on the job, folks aren't taking the time to be as fully educated, as fully researched, and as fully knowledgeable as they could possibly be. 
Well, thanks for the props. I'll take it. <laughs> listen, oh no, I, I love your magazine. <laughs> you know, it it hit it hits me, and that that's it. So, I mean, that's great. I, it's one of my fa- favorite reads. All kidding aside. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the support. Uh, okay, who is who would you consider to be your hero or mentor? Ronald Reagan. Oh, interesting. Okay. Of course, it would be my father. Right. And then Ronald Reagan. Awesome. Okay. And, and, and Ronald Reagan, the reason for that is he spoke about America. He spoke about what we could accomplish. He spoke about the shining city on the hill. That, that it literally still, um, you know, gives me a little thrill on the spine type area. But, you know, we live in a great country. We can get stuff done. Mm. We just got to put our minds to it. But Reagan was the one who, who best explained it with his comment about the shining city on the hill. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go read that quote. Okay, that's a good one. If you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you choose to be? Texas. Nice. <laughs> well, you're there. <laughs> I am here. I have no intention of moving out of Texas. Um, the <clears throat> state of Texas as you know, came into the United States as a republic, as a separate country. So we have different laws and regulations. Texans fully support the idea of limited government, and there's no state income tax here. You're not overburdened with regulation. It is the way this country was founded. But allow me to give you an example. Most elected officials in the state of Texas are part-time. And uh, myself included when I served as city councilman, it was part-time and you got $20 a meeting. You would have two meetings a month. Uh, our state legislature goes into session once every two years for about 140 days and that's it. So there's really minimal interference from the government into your private lives. I moved to Texas for that reason after being inspired by Ronald Reagan. And I moved here for that reason. But technically speaking, um, our governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and comptroller are the only full-time state government officials. Every, a lot of other people are part-time. All the elected people are part-time. Hmm. Very big change from many other areas. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I love the connection that you have between the, the, two, the two questions for the rapid fire. That's what a, what a theme. <laughs> you're, you're living your truth, that's for sure. Yes, I am. Awesome. And well, uh, thanks, Roy. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. That's, that's it. That's it. Is there anything that I did not ask that you wanted to talk about? Um, I want to give you opportunity to share anything that, that I didn't kind of bring up. Our business today, and by our business, talking about coatings business, design professionals, architects, and we're getting a lot of young folks in, which is great. They've got the latest technology. They've got different things. But your job in, in construction, your job doesn't stop at five. You've got to devote time to reading. You've got to devote time to research. And you need to take continuing education units just to keep up with everything. Um, a variety of mechanisms to achieve that. But again, it's not what it used to be. It's a much more intense business with higher liability. And we have all got to upgrade our game for education and whatnot. 
and I can tell you that the Air Barrier Association does a, a great job of that. Uh, last year, I introduced the thing called the Learning Unit Cafe mm. through ABAA. And we, we have a banner that says nourishment for the mind. But, you know, you have a lot of times where you can only give a box lunch from 12 to 1. Uh, you know, lunch and learn. Mm-hmm. Well, what we did, and thankfully the board of directors of ABAA accepted my idea, we've now opened that up uh, basically from, we'll do it from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So when that architectural firm wants a learning unit, we can deliver it anytime during the day at their request. So things like that, our business has become more flexible, but the business of ABAA has become more flexible in that regard. And it is called the Learning Unit Cafe, and I love that idea. I do love that idea, too. And I love that it's got the flexibility now to offer people, you know, when when they need it, I guess, rather than when it's just available to them. So that's awesome. Well, I can give you a quick example if you got 30 seconds. Of I just course. finished one. I finished one for uh, a consulting group out in the state of Washington. Well, number one, because no one could travel, no one could get to Washington to keep them updated on things. And basically what we did, I was able to do this thing. We did it at the end of the day for me. We did it at seven o'clock my time, four o'clock their time. That flexibility didn't exist a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it was fun doing it. You know, unbeknownst to them, I was sitting there with a rum and coke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor folks were in their office and couldn't do what I did. But things like that, we're, we, we're here to accommodate the businesses mm-hmm. and handle their needs for education. Yeah, that is great. It's it is it's just I just love that flexibility. That's definitely one to me one of the silver linings that have come out of this past year is is the flexibility that we all now have to connect to each other and 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 not that there's you know there is obviously still a great value in in person events as well, but um, to know that we have this virtual component as an option is always helpful. I think too. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's bigger than anyone knows. But again, you've got to be able to accommodate. Um, you know, other people's schedule can't just be your schedule. It can't just be noon to one anymore. So mm-hmm. we opened it up widely mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and I tell the audience additional certifications or accreditations do an awful lot for the perception of you as a professional and you need to consider hustling a little bit to get those. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Roy. You've uh, you've obviously mentioned a lot in this, you know, 20, 25 minutes chat, ABA, CSI, uh, the perfect wall, Reagan, all kinds of things. If people want to follow up with you, um, what is the best way to do that? Easiest way to get hold of me is to call me on my, my cell, obviously, and that's 210-859-3749. So it's 210 210- Eight five nine three seven four nine. Just so you know, I am an early riser. I'm functional at five thirty a.m. I work out six days a week because it's the jock side of me or competitive side of me, and I normally don't shut that phone off until about eight p.m. And that is all central central time, and they're welcome to call anytime between those hours. Wow, that's awesome. That's that's very generous and and active, Roy. So yes, thank you so much for your time. We'll include your phone number in the show notes as well. Um, again, 
My name is Stephanie Chizik. I'm editor-in-chief of Codings Pro Magazine, and this has been Roy Schaffel. He's the executive advisor to the ABAA board and president and founder of Division 7 Solutions. Thanks so much for joining us today, Roy, and for everyone else, as always, happy coding. Calling all Codings contractors. We have a great resource for you. Codings Pro Magazine provides you with the latest news, trends, and technologies for your coding needs. And the best part? It's completely free to anyone who signs up. Simply visit CodingsProMag.com slash subscribe. Codings Pro. Know what the pros know.